Hello, everyone. This is Laurel Rutledge, the host of the Rutledge Perspective podcast. And I just wanted to pop in and say thank you, thank you, thank you. As of Friday the 13th, 2020, my little baby podcast surpassed 3,000 unique downloads. And that's all thanks to all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for passing it along. I'm trying to hit 5,000 by the end of the year. So please, please, please pass it on to people you think would gather some good advice and information from the podcast. I enjoy sharing it. If you have topics you want me to cover, let me know those. Please go out and give me a like and a share on the podcast platform of your choosing. And again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to The Village. On this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective, we are continuing our conversations about power. And in particular this week, we're talking about speaking truth to power and how we do that and why we do that. And I want you to think about speaking truth to power in three different areas. So one, there's the actual information that needs to be communicated. Two, there is the inclusion of people who may have this information to ensure that they have voices that are heard. And three, it's all about service. So speaking truth to power is not about us as individuals, it's about service to the other person or organization or what have you. And then overarching those three pieces is how we deliver it, how we deliver it and how it's received. So let's start with the first three. Initially, the data, the information. It is important to understand that not everyone in every situation has all of the information. It's just not possible. That's one of the reasons why teams work so well, because everybody may have a different perspective or a different set of experiences or some access to different information. And by collectively coming together and sharing all of that, there's power in that ability to use all of that information to make some of the best decisions. So by ensuring that all of the information is on the table, then the decisions are ma- that are made or the actions that are taken or the perspectives that are drawn are based on as full information as possible and as, as many different perspectives and experiences as possible. So you get the best decision. So the information is critical to what you are trying to do and where you're trying to go. Inclusion is the other piece of that information. Ensuring that you have a culture, an organization, um, even if you're an individual and this is your career, making sure you have people around you that you can include in the conversation, that everyone's perspective has value, even if it's dissenting, even if it is not necessarily understandable in the context of what you're doing. Being sure that every perspective is included as much as possible, uh, just like every piece of information is never known. Sometimes every perspective is not included, but you want to do everything in your power to ensure that as many perspectives are included as possible, creating that environment that ensures that people can bring things to you in a way that is clean and clear and authentic. So they're not managing information before they get it to you. And so if you have an organization where people are managing information before they get it to you, that means you do not have a culture of trust. You do not have a culture of inclusion. People are manipulating and managing and and morphing and massaging before they get it to you instead of being willing to just give you the raw truth. And that can be dangerous because that means that hides some things that then may come up and bite you in the butt later. 
And then the third thing is about service. All of this, when we talk about speaking truth to power, is not about us as individuals. It's about service. It's about ensuring that whatever we're trying to do is done the right way or is the right thing to do or is as clean and clear and as helpful or whatever as we need it to be. So it's not about us as individuals. It is about the thing we're trying to do. And unfortunately, when we talk about speaking truth to power and why, why it's become such a, a, a catchphrase and why it's become such a thing that people concentrate on is that often it's about the people. It's not about the thing. It's not about the service. It's not about getting the thing done. It's about the individual people. And that's where we start to have things break down. So fundamentally, speaking truth to power is about ensuring information, making sure all the voices are included, and then focusing on the fact that it is a service to speak truth to power because it's a disservice not to. Now, with all of that being said, the challenge of speaking truth to power is all about delivery and culture. If you have a culture that says, we are not gonna tell the emperor he has no clothes because every time somebody speaks up, they get their head chopped off. When you see organizations that are really quiet, that's what's happening. They're not speaking up because it's like whack-a-mole. The minute somebody's head pops up, they get whacked. And so you've developed a, an experience for people that says, if you don't agree, if you dissent, if you are not 100 in step aligned with what's going on, it is somehow going to cause pain for you. Not a promotion. You're going to be kicked off a job. You may get fired. I mean, at the, at the extreme. So it creates pain for people. And if you've got that culture, that means no one or very few people are willing to stick their neck out there to give you information that may be critical to what you're trying to do. And you don't want to have an organization where people are afraid to speak up. So I always look for noisy organizations. When I go into an organization, it's really quiet. I get concerned and I start asking questions because I want to hear noisy organizations. Now, at that same time, when we talk about that culture, we also talk about delivery. And so if you've got a really noisy organization or you're trying to speak truth to power, or even if you have a, a really quiet organization and you're trying to speak truth to power, the way you deliver the information has an impact on how it is received and if it is received. And that goes with any kind of communication. It's not just about speaking truth to power. So you have to think about things like, have I listened and understood what the decision is and why they made that decision in the first place? And do I understand how this additional piece of information or perspective impacts that decision? And if I can answer those in the affirmative, then I know I probably need to say something. And now I'm more willing to say something because I'm standing on a stronger foundation of, no, 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 this is really important because I understand where we're going. So if you know that, then you can start talking about how I'm going to deliver this message. Is this something I deliver in private? Is this something I deliver in the group because it's a small team and everybody needs to know and everybody's on the same page? Is it something that I deliver in email? Is it something I deliver in person? How do I need to deliver this information so it's heard? And incorporated in that how is your actual tone, your presence, your presentation, all of that stuff comes into play in whether or not your message is accepted. So for example, in noisy organizations, right? You may be on, on a team and everybody is, here's what we're gonna do and here's why and here's how we need to do this and, and it's noisy and people are throwing spaghetti against the wall trying to decide what's, what's gonna happen. 
and you've got a critical piece of information that nobody is hearing and nobody is listening to. And you can jump in and get in the mix with everybody else and talk about it and scream and yell about it and whatever it is that makes sense in the way you guys normally operate. But I want you to think about this. If it's noisy all the time, what makes your noise different than everybody else's noise? Absolutely nothing, nothing. It all becomes noise. So if you're in a noisy organization, one of the ways to get your message across is to be different than what people are hearing normally. So if people are all up here and they're talking like this and this is how we need to talk about it and people are getting upset and you come back and you're like, well, one of the things we really need to consider is one, people need to strain to hear you. So physically they need to pause because they can't hear you. But secondarily, it's different. It's going to grab people's attention really quickly because wait a minute, that that's not what we're listening to. Right. So think about the delivery that's going on around you and how you may need to manipulate or manage or morph yours so that it's different, so that it gets above the fray. The other thing in your delivery is you want to understand what tone, what facial expression, what body language, all of that goes into play when you're talking about communication, when you're talking about clarity. When you're talking about delivering a message that is important, especially in speaking truth to power. And so it will be incumbent upon you knowing what you're talking about to determine how you're going to do it. If you are addressing a behavior that's unacceptable, that tone is going to be different than you're, if you're addressing a decision that has been made about a product, a process, something like that, that is important and critical, but is not necessarily something that is um, individual impact. Your tone, your perspective, how you deliver it is going to differ based on the situation. It's going to differ based on why you're speaking truth to power. And then the last piece that I really want to discuss around this speaking truth to power, once we talk about, you know, it's about the information, it's about including everybody, it's about the service, it's about how you deliver the message so that you can actually be heard. It is about courage. And the reason we even have this thing about speaking truth to power is because for generations, for centuries, even if you think about to your old um, fairy tales, the emperor has no clothes. You know, no one wanted to tell the emperor he didn't have on any clothes because there were repercussions for delivering a message that may not have been well received, regardless of how you said it or what you said. The message itself was contrary to what the person wanted or believed or knew. And so that created a situation of yes, people, you're just going to agree because it's easier to agree than disagree. It's less dangerous to agree than it is to disagree. And so we only talk about truth to power because we have environments where it is individually a concern to speak truth to power. It is individually potentially hazardous to your career or to your position or what have you, in some cases to your health, to speak truth to power. And so if we really create environments that are inclusive, if leaders really decide that it is important to understand how and why they're making the decisions and get information from everyone that's around them to be sure that it's all incorporated so that they're making the best decision, then we don't have to worry as much about speaking truth to power. True leaders don't want to surround themselves with yes people. True leaders want to surround themselves with people who are going to tell them the truth. People who are going to give them a different perspective. People who are going to argue. Because here's the thing. Remember, I've said it before. 
How do you know what your truth is and how strong your position is if you've never heard anyone else's, if you've never heard a different perspective? And by hearing someone else's argument, that actually helps to strengthen yours. Or worst case scenario, it helps you understand how you might need to change your perspective or change your point of view. But if you have created an environment where people are afraid to talk to you, they're afraid to say something because every time somebody says something, you yell at them or there's this whole whack-a-mole thing. You know, somebody raises their head, their head gets whacked. If you've created that environment, you've created a situation where there may be something critical that you need to know and you will not know it until it reaches up and bites you in the rear end because you haven't allowed people the freedom to tell you the truth the freedom to engage if they have a differing opinion or a different perspective. So speaking truth to power is about courage. It's about sharing information, about including different perspectives, about serving the position or the perspective or the the outcomes. And it's about how you deliver, understanding why you're delivering the message based on those three things, inclusion and service and information how you're delivering the message and why you're delivering it because your why will inform how and then understanding the culture that you're in because that also informs your how. So go out, speak truth to power, stand in courage, make sure you have information, make sure you are clear, make sure you have a strong foundation, but then get really, really comfortable with how you need to share it and why you need to share it. And where you need to share it. Not everything needs to be done publicly. As my parents used to tell us all the time, you criticize in private, you praise in public. So if it is something that is dissenting and it's really going to be controversial, maybe you consider doing that in a private session. Maybe you consider that through an email. Maybe you consider that through just a a separate meeting. Not everything needs to be done publicly. But you have the ability to really hear and listen and understand what is going on, what the goal is connecting that to information you have that may be critical and then determining how you're going to ensure that that information gets shared. You can do it. You got this. I have every confidence in you. Speaking truth to power is difficult. It takes courage, but it is not impossible. It is not impossible. It just takes a minute and takes a delay and takes a pause. Last week we talked about the power of the pause. It just takes a pause. So go out this week. If you need to, speak some truth to power. That's the only way we're going to continue to move forward. And that's the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com podcast. And you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in.